Bureaucracy's Basement to your ears. This is the weekly meeting of the Queen City Improvement Bureau. On tonight's meeting, books, Sask books, tattoos, vagina tattoos, all this and more, or possibly less, vagina less, on the Queen City Improvement Bureau. This meeting is now in session. Hey. Hey. How are you doing? I am good. I I have news. You do? What is your news? I I have joined the intellectual dark web. Have you really? I have. I was reading... What does that entail? Do you get an extra paycheck or... I don't think so. Do they give you royalties on your hot takes Well, I get get lots of views on YouTube and I'm starting up a uh, GoFundMe. Because the mainstream media is shutting me down, just like all the other people on the intellectual dark web. Right. Uh, So I've been assuming that the dark web has controversial ideas about spiders. That sounds about right. Like like things that Mm -hmm. like the the mainstream just can't handle. Right. So they have to shut us out. So you're like, spiders? They're actually awesome. Precisely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're good for you. And if you if you kill Pretty. one, it'll rain the next yeah. day. Maybe I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, yeah. So I'm. Uh, I'm Why I'm, you should love creatures with eight eyes? Precisely, and eight legs. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the special snowflakes want to shut down debate. Yeah, just <sighs> frustrating, disgusting. Yeah. So I invite anybody who thinks that spiders aren't great to be on our meetings and debate me in person. I'll debate you. Uh, um, that's, you know, that's okay. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, it's, you know, I got things to do. Oh, really? Yeah, I got, I got, I got. Because I'd be I'm happy busy. to debate you no, about this. No, man, man. I find man, them kind you, of creepy. You do your own thing. You yeah. do your, yeah, they're creepy, okay? You I, know, they I know can bite creepy. you and you get like a Jeez. really oh, nasty you're, bite. You're creeping me out. Okay, spiders suck. Oh, I caved. Oh, so anyway, we should do attendance. Okay, let's right. do that. So, uh, our first attendee, um, Dragon Mania, is what I've got down here. Dragon Mania? Dragon Mania. Mm. I think it's like Dragon Energy, but Mania. Interesting. So, if you recall, Kanye West recently came out, uh, you know, in support of Donald Trump. Right. Saying that they had Dragon Energy. Yeah. But uh, what if they had, like, Dragon Mania? That would be... Whoa! Whoa. Sorry. Whoa. I just dropped the microphone and it rolled up next to the boiler. I think it was probably the Dragon Mania. It was. I had like a little bit of Dragon Mania. Mania. Just boom, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, think, like, instead of, like, just Trump, that would be just, like, Uber Trump, like, Dark Side or something. Yeah. Yeah. Just, or Thanos. Right. Pick your car. This all sounds great. This all sounds great. Can't wait for them to be in the meeting. I, me too. Um, it's weird because it's like a, it's kind of like more of a force than a person. Mm-hmm. So, um, oh, you know what? Hold on. I think I might have mixed up the letters. Uh, here's something. Dragon Mania is literally an anagram for Aiden Morgan. That's you. I know it's me, and isn't that great? That is awesome. I know it's it's pretty good. Um, and uh, if if you may recall. And this is actually I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to recall an old anagram. Okay. My my favorite one for you, Dulce Peahen. Dulce Peahen. Tender chicken. <laughs> 
So we're going to have tender chicken this meeting? Tender chicken. Finally. I'm not even going to pretend that... Finally, because you didn't have it the first time you... No, you and, and, I, and it turns out we're not having it this time because I ordered in. Uh-huh. Uh, but they can't... I ordered in from Skip the Dishes. <laughs> <laughs> but they've been phoning me. They can't find the door. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm so sorry. Uh, the, the, the driver... I, I, I want him to make his tip. I guess he gets it anyway, but we're not getting our food. Drat. So no Dulce Peehan for No Dulce Peehan. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's okay. Well, we can just move on with the meeting then. Okay, but you're here, right? Yep. And your name? Um, not sure. Not sure. Um, it's Paul DeShane. I'm Paul oh, DeShane. Okay. Oh, yeah. right. Okay. I, I yeah. knew I recognized you. Yep. Yeah, but you got a haircut. I'm here every week. I did. Where do you go? Where's the barber in here in the basement? Um, you know, I don't use a barber. Oh. No, I do this myself. Nice. Yep. Well, me too. Yeah. All right. I think I explained to you how I do my hair. So what I do is I get two laptops, (laughs) and I Skype between them, and I sit between them. Right. So I Skype to the back of my head so that I can cut my hair straight in the back. Very nice. Yep. I just, I usually, I, I have a few drinks. And I, I just like start like I just basically like get aggressive with with the clippers. Right. Yeah. I'm like you talking to me type of thing. And then they like come for you, and yeah. at the end of it you have no hair. Something like that. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I kind of right. black out. Yeah. 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 All right. We uh. So good news. Great news. I love good news and great news. Okay. First of all, we should we should mention that we have Jillian Bell here from Sask Books. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's true. she's gonna do. She's gonna talk to us. Hi. How, how do you cut your hair, Jillian? I use spiders. Nice. Yes. Nice. Are they are they great? They're horrible. Actually, oh. yeah. No, they they bite oh. you all over the place. Yeah. yeah so. No. Oh, yeah. They oh, spiders are terrible. They suck. Yeah. Oh my god, I hate them. So really, it's just that you know the bites ulcerate and then the hair falls out in patches. Oh. So um, it's a fashion choice, and we suffer for our art. I understand, and it's also a great use of our arachnid resources. In, indeed, and some of us have choices, and I, I choose to do my hair with spiders. Free market. Mm-hmm. It's a right. free market at its best. They're cheap. Very cheap. <laughs> cheap. They, they, don't even, they don't even know about money. They're right. that cheap. So, um, yeah, we, uh, we called you down here because you're from Sask Books, and I, I hear that it doesn't look like it today, but up until today it was looking like summer was coming and you know what goes really good with summer books books yeah it looked very summery yeah in that there was no snow yeah right so today was would have been a perfect day to shop for books right that you can read in the yard when there's sun when the sun comes back yeah yeah Yeah. exactly but the the gods the weather gods have taken the sun from us and they've again they've hidden it yeah yeah as is as is their right as gods i know but they hate us I mean, is it a right, or is it just a want? Or maybe a privilege. A privilege, yeah. And for sun? Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, so we thought, you know, if, if summer's coming and people need things to read... Which they do. Yeah. We thought, well, who can we talk to who knows anything about books? Because we, oh, we don't know a thing, <laughs> so we called you. That's so awesome and convenient. Yeah. We actually, so at Sask Books, as you guys know. Right. I'm assuming it has something to do with books. Very much. Yeah. Very much to do with books. And specifically books published in the province, which is super cool. Yeah. So uh, we do have a number of books that I would recommend depending on what you like. 
Now... Well, Aiden likes spiders. Do you have anything for him? I do, Ooh. in fact. So one of our publishers, uh, DriverWorks, Inc., she has got a couple of books called Fun on the Farm and Fun on the Farm 2, and there are spiders in those books. They're hilarious. So they're, and Are they written about in the books, or did she just, while she was writing the books, she kind of like pressed you know, them it's between kind of both. the pages? Yeah. <laughs> and you, you can do that when you're reading them, too, and it just really works. Yeah. Is it an asterisk, or is it a spider? We don't know. Right. Or was it? A spider, I guess. Anyway, those ones are great. They're they're collections of stories from people from the farm or who spent time on the farm. Really wicked. I accidentally sold some of these when I was giving blood. Um, How does that happen? So when you're giving blood, you always take something to read because there's usually a cue. And so I was sitting in the chair having the blood sucked out of me by the uh, Red Cross spiders. And I always bring a book about vampires. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um, I brought this one. And I, so I, st- and I was laughing because they're funny stories. And someone else in the, in the waiting room said, what are you reading? And so I started reading the book to them and ac- accidentally sold a few. Wow. So, yeah. So it's, is that good? It's really, they're, they're both, there's two books. Right. And they're they're and they're the kind of books you can keep them in the loo if that's where you like to read. You can put them on the coffee table. It's they're the sort of books that you know they have bite sized stories in them, right. so they're great. Um, now, if you're not so much into farm stories, but you really like mysteries, there's a new mystery out from your Nicholsworth Publishing. There's a series that they've done, um, and this this is the third in the series. It's called A Wolf in Shepherd's Clothing by Cuneos and Gain, and so these are kind of if you take the Hardy Boys and Supernatural and you kind of smoosh them together these are those those sorts of stories I always thought that if you took the Hardy Boys and Supernatural you'd get Supernatural well no because then it would just be Supernatural right yeah so this is different oh yeah Okay. also it's a book oh and also in the mystery theme I just read this one last week Gail Bowen is finally produced here in the province well she was before too but that was a long time ago and it was a play this one is a non-fiction book about writing mysteries and it's called Sleuth oh nice oh, yeah, and it's it's great it's yeah. a great read so that one came out from the University of Regina Press I, I always knew that Gail would eventually write a book I've been telling her for years Gail <laughs> just write a book she finally took your advice finally and it's wonderful and then there's this book out from do you guys know Don Dumont yeah no so she's got a new book. Her first book was called Nobody Cries at Bingo. One of those other books that made, made me laugh the whole way through it. So she's got another collection of short fiction out from Thistledown Press called Glass Beads. Another great thing about short fiction, they're bite-sized. If you're out in the yard and you're... You, it, her stories are the exact length that you need to water your vegetables. So you go out... I love it. Right? You read a story, water your vegetables. Did she do that on purpose? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, and what writer wouldn't? Right. Yeah. Hem- you take these Henry James, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, was Henry James a writer or really more of a world builder? Well, yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, or maybe he had like a lot of water and like a big vegetable. Like a farm. Yeah. <laughs> An actual farm. Um, and then another one that I wanted to tell you guys about is the Book of the Year winner, written by Van Begamudre, who is a writer from here in Regina, published by Cotto books which is here in regina and so at the book awards it just won the book of the year which is the big the big super cool award and it's a memoir of his life growing up in india and it's called extended families and it's beautiful it's absolutely beautiful um i guess so we're kind of going 
fiction, nonfiction, fiction, nonfiction. And there's a book that's come out called The Cowboy in Me. Go ahead and laugh. It's okay. Um, <laughs> so, but it's a great book, and it's a true story about a cowboy published here in the province, written by a guy here in the province. And the sort of memoir that you're going to read this book, and you're going to be like, I just, I just do not believe that this guy blew himself up with bear grease, but he did. And okay, yeah, and and he's still. He just recently stopped ranching. But those are some great books for your summer reading list. Now, I know that I recently went to the Sask Book Awards. Mm-hmm. I know that Don DeMont was nominated. I don't recall if she won. I think she did, but I could be wrong. I might yeah. be lying. I do lie. Okay. Frequently. I know that, uh, I know that uh, just speaking of winners, I know, for example, that uh, Chenille Campbell... Uh, took a couple of awards for Indian hashtag Indian love poems. Yes, she did. Uh, and if you ever have the good fortune to see uh, read her book or, or see Tennille perform live, or read you should do live, both. You should do both. It's a, it's a little, it's a little spicy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. She put some sauce on her on her stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, and that that really is a great book too. I I wish that we could have published her stuff here, but yeah. But she got a great deal. And she got two book awards out of it? Yeah. Yeah. What did she, was it out of, where, where did she publish? Sorry. I, I forget. Uh, I'm a but not person, here. But cur- not here. Curse her. Cur- <laughs> cur- curse her. Curse her. Curse But you should still yes. buy her book. Oh, you should. Because it's, it's fantastic. It's yeah. I mean, I don't just read books that are published in the province, but right. yeah. It's right. a good starter list. That is a really good list. Thank you. I should mention that we are 91.3 FM, CJTR, Regina Community Radio. And this is the Queen City Improvement Bureau. We're talking with Jillian Bell from Sask Books about books from Sask. Hashtag. Uh, hashtag Sask Books. It hashtag all just blends. Hashtag. It just blends together. It's like a beautiful melody Yeah. with some really harsh consonants in the middle. Sung yeah. by spiders. Right? Yeah. Do you have any advice for people yes. who are reading books in the <laughs> summer that are in Saskatchewan? What do people need? What do people need to keep in mind when they're uh, reading a book on the prairies? Well, if you're reading a book on the prairies near water, say at mm-hmm. a lake, if you drop your book in the water, it will get really fat. Now, the nice oh, thing, yeah. yeah, the nice thing about being on the prairies in the summer and dropping your book in the lake is that it's usually really dry outside of the lake. Right. Yeah. So that book will dry out relatively quickly. That's mm. good. Another great thing about reading books on the prairie is that if you happen to be hauling grain for your dad, right. if you have a number of books in the truck with you, then you're never going to be bored sitting out in the middle of the field with only the grasshoppers to keep you company. You will always have someone else with you, especially if you have a number of books. Good That's point. A good yeah. point. Yeah. 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 Also, always carry a book with you. There are a number of books that are small enough to fit in pockets. Or possibly just tucked under your arm again. Maybe get a baggie because it right. can get wet under there in the or summer. Or you could just right. make your pockets bigger. You could make your pockets bigger, or you could get. I think they have these in Saskatchewan now. Satchels, or I've heard bags of yeah, some kind. They're, they're, they've introduced them into the market. I'm not sure if they've caught. I thought okay. all we used here were bunny hugs. Well. If you have a bunny hug, that's perfect because yeah. you can put books in the hood and you can put books in the pouch. Right. Right. So a book in the pouch is worth two in the hood. We all know that expression. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. And when you're on the prairies, you can you can pack up with all of your books. Right. 
That's good. Soft That's covers are best. Soft covers? Yeah. 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 Hard covers are great if you need to reach something and you have to stand on it. Yeah. Mm, good point. Mm-hmm. Or you need to defend yourself. Always dodge a thrown book. That's one oh. of the things my mother used to tell me. Always dodge a thrown book. They have very pointy covers and very pointy corners on them. Mm-hmm. You can put an eye out. Or, yeah. or actually the best defense against a thrown book is a, another book that you can hold up. Well, it depends on the book. True. You know, if it's, if it's just a pamphlet, that's not going to stop anything. No. I mean, but if somebody throws a pamphlet at you and you, well, you can just hardcover. You can just, like, move out of the way. Like it's I a pamphlet. I can't yeah. tell you the number of times I've used uh, Bill Weiser's History of Saskatchewan. That is such a great like, book for defense. I know. Like, so many projectiles I have deflected. In fact, I would say that most of Bill Weiser's books make excellent defensive products. Yeah. Like, they're just, they're solid. Yep. They have a lot of information in them. Precisely. You know, they're heavy. You, you can distract your opponent with, like, details about the history of the province. And trivia. And trivia. Absolutely. Yeah. There's nothing that will stop an attack faster than trivia. Oh, yeah? This is true. It's true. Yeah. Absolutely true. 100%. That's an interesting bit of trivia. It is. To keep in your back pocket. Right? Yeah. Along with your books. Yeah. What are some Bill Weiser, you said? Yes. What are some of his books? Uh, his big one is The History of Saskatchewan. It's a, right. it's a big old tome, which is pretty much what it says on the, on the title. But he, you but get what you pay for. You get what you pay for. And yeah. you don't have to pay that much for what you get, uh, frankly. It's it's a beautiful book, hardcover. Yeah. And, uh, Saskatchewan has a short history? Uh, it's not a no. short book no. at all. No. Oh. Uh, and it's largely, and, and I've, I've read not all of it, but it's largely a very entertaining story about how mm, the federal government and Britain kind of screwed the, this part of the world over. Huh. In, in multiple ways, like repeatedly, and but it's and how about white people managed to like you know basically screw a lot of indigenous people over, and so on and so forth. Right. And Bill um, Weiser's a great historian. He's a great and historian. He's, he's a great storyteller. Yeah, he's the yeah. kind of historian that makes history not sound dull. Yes. So uh-huh. he's he's got a number of books. Cool. Uh, well, there's a what was that recent one he had the. Uh, it was the one that won, not this year, but previous years, won all the awards. Is that The World We Have Lost? The World We Have Lost, which is a wonderful yeah. book of, like, where Saskatchewan you, before 1905. Yes, before, oh, nice. of like, uh, before, you know, Europeans showed up with their written history. Right. Yeah. Cool. And their pierogies, <laughs> for, for example. Uh, and the pierogies made things a lot fries. better. Yes. Yeah. Um, what's the state of Sask books these days, Joe? We have a really strong publishing industry in Saskatchewan. We have, um, so we've had publishers operating in the province since 1905, since before 1905. And when Books started up, we had four or five publishers. And at that time, there really wasn't a lot of support for book publishing until the Arts Board started supporting literary publishers. And at that point, that's when Cotto and Thistledown really started to thrive. Unfortunately, there wasn't any support for trade publishing or anyone who wasn't literary. And that's when we lost Fifth House Publishers and we, when the Western Producer Prairie Books had left the province. So, and that was in the mid-90s. Right, and what do you mean by trade publishers? So trade publishers are um, essentially non-literary, non-fiction publishers. They're going to produce the books for a mass market. Okay. They could do anything from cookbooks to self-help to non-fiction memoir to anything like that. And they will right. 
sometimes do fiction as well, but it's not quote unquote literary fiction. Okay. So, and this is trade publishing often has some of the strongest sales in the market because people really the, the the books are really engaging and people use them. So there, but there wasn't a lot of support for that kind of publishing. And at that time, Saskatchewan was the only province in all of Canada that didn't have support for trade publishing. And then the um, Saskatchewan Publishers Group, which became Sask Books, worked with a number of other creative industries and with the provincial government to establish something called the Creative Industries Development Fund, which did provide support for production and marketing for publishers, regardless of their publishing model. And at that time, in 1999, we had gone from having five or six publishers to having about 12 and then after the establishment of that fund, we grew to a, a, a 75 publishers was the highest I've seen since wow. since I've been working with Sask Books. And then we've stabilized around between 40 and 50 for the past 10, 10 years or so. And so traditionally we have, we have supported publishing in non-traditional ways. We've got the more traditional support with the Arts Board. And when Creative Saskatchewan came on board, they also provided a lot of support for publishing, regardless of what sort of books you were producing, as long as those books were commercially viable. And Creative Saskatchewan still provides support for the marketing of Saskatchewan published books. And, I mean, they do a lot of other great stuff, too, with all the creative industries. We're a little bit concerned right now that book production, support for book production, has been limited to only about five out of our 45 publishers um, and so we're kind of hoping that 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 we can change change that support model back to what what it was which was support for publishers regardless of your business model because we know that that works when you support when you invest every I think the stat is something like every dollar you invest in the creative industries you get at least $1.7 back so we know that publishing creates revenue. We know that it contributes to the GDP, about $8 million a year. It doesn't sound like a lot, but it is. <laughs> when you think that these are a lot of the people who are contributing this kind of revenue are, are basically entrepreneurs and, and mom and pops. Yeah. So we'd like, we're, we're a strong industry. We're going to continue to be a strong industry. We would just really like to see fewer barriers in place okay. for publishers. Right. Do, are you hopeful? Have you guys had any conversations uh, oh, with the government? Yeah, we, well, we've been talking with Creative Saskatchewan, and there's we have some ongoing, we do have ongoing discussions with them. In fact, we meet regularly. It's um, it's a good relationship. Uh, we we do manage to get a lot done, and it's the sort of relationship where there's a lot of mutual respect. We understand what each other is doing are doing, so we're hopeful that we will be able to get, like I said, these barriers removed based on publishing model and and we can go back to a level playing field where such as in other industries individual producers and independent producers do qualify for production investment because that's how you grow the industry is by supporting those entrepreneurs and those startups and right now that isn't going to happen in publishing. Right. And the change that you're talking about is how they've decided to stop funding publishers who accept author contribution into the production of the yep. books. And so the hybrid presses well. uh, hybrid presses and the self-publishers. Exactly. Right. And what we've what's happening in the publishing industry across Canada and in fact 
across the Western publishing world is that hybrid publishers are becoming far more prominent as doing air quotes and that doesn't help on the radio but legitimate publishers right um and and self-publishing is now a model that i mean it's been people have been self-publishing since ovid but i mean the last few years people have yeah, but that was a total vanity project for him well it was like fan fiction <laughs> however he was very it was very lucrative and it was commercially viable and some of the best-selling books out there have been self-published and in fact some of the strongest selling books in saskatchewan are self-published books right. so when we look at successful business models commercial viability and the success of the publishing business and the product itself it doesn't make sense to not invest in commercial models that have been proven to work yeah i think the um the example that you suggested to me uh before the before all this that really sort of like shifted my thinking on it was the notion that uh we support bands uh with grants even though you know the artists themselves usually pay for their studio space to get their first you know however many you know demos and albums done that um a lot of a lot of artists put their own money up front to get their stuff started that not doing that with literature seems a little bit not understanding the industry it's weird yeah it's weird and and not every i mean our industries are so different that there is not going to be any one approach that works for every industry right. it just does seem very odd that publishing is the publishing publishers are businesses and so these businesses are the only businesses who now are not eligible for that production investment if they are indie producers and so those are that's sort of where our talks are going right now and it's hopeful we're we're hopeful well oh. i'd i'd like to play the devil's advocate here excellent okay everything you said but the opposite fake news Damn. Yeah, she got, she got. I study. Yeah. Sorry you got me there. A lot. Well, you must be on the intellectual dark web. I'm on the intellectual dork web. Oh, nice. Which is very similar. Very cool. Yet different. Good. Sounds better. Um, (laughs) We have pizza. Unfortunately, we have to. I'm sorry, Joe, we have to move on with the agenda here. Okay. So, and we're actually going to move to our pre recorded innovative revenue tools. Okay. uh, Because uh, that's just the way we're rolling tonight. At the Clean City Improvement Bureau. Okay, but you'll stick around and here later? Absolutely. Awesome. Okay, uh, here we go. Hi, I'm local blogger Kenton DeYoung. Did you know Taylor Field was named after Neil J. Piffles Taylor, a World War I fighter pilot that lost his eye during the war, and who was imprisoned in a German prisoner of war camp. Although he only had one eye, Piffles played football until the 1920s. In one notable game, he was tackled and his glass eye popped out. The game was stopped and both teams helped to search for his eye. It's a Regina fact. You'll find more Regina facts on my blog, KentonDeYoung.com, and every week on the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 CJTR, Regina Community Radio. And we're back from Innovative Revenue Tools. We're back. We are. How are you doing? I'm I'm good. I'm so I mentioned there was good news. That was good news, but uh, did I mention that I have a Kenton de Jong fact? Oh, yeah. No, let's hear that. To go with the City of Regina fact by Kenton de Jong. Okay. Well, Hit me. Well, for a long time, people have, like, biblical scholars 
have tried to parse out who has written what parts of the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. They they basically boiled it down to like five different authors, which they have called like the J author, the the R author, the redactor, the E author, right. which they believe might be Ezra, etc., etc. It's Kenton. Really? They wrote the whole thing. Really, the and whole dying thing. Like he, he literally wrote it like on a Sunday afternoon. So he's the K author. Yeah. Huh. He wrote the whole, like he wrote everything, and he was like, well, maybe this will like shake him up, and then threw it in like a little time machine. Huh. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't know who wrote the New Testament. Maybe his girlfriend. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good to hear. So. Yeah, that mystery solved. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> I've got nothing. <laughs> well, you said good news. Yeah. Oh, I see. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, that wasn't my good news. Oh, but you you have separate. You, didn't you hear? News. They're 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 canceling Brooklyn Nine Nine. That is that is the opposite of good news. No, this is great news because In that means that universe? Fox has an opening for a workplace comedy, uh-huh. which means they may take a second look at my script about two dashingly handsome young men in a city hall sub-basement and their hijinks trying to improve things. Nice. Uh-huh. Well, I'm looking forward to that when it when it stars Andy Samberg and... <laughs> oh, he's attached. Owen Wilson. I have no clue who, but... They're both attached. They're attached. They're yeah. good. It's going to happen. Yeah. Nice. So that's good news. Yeah. Paul will be happy to hear that, like, Owen Wilson will be starring. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, that's Paul true. Krasny Winsel or whoever the, whoever the heck you pronounce her last yeah. name. <laughs> our guest from, like, two weeks ago. <laughs> I could never remember how to do her last name. It's In, in my defense, I'm not that smart. Yeah. yeah. She did give us that, like, workshop after the meeting. It was like two hours long just on how to pronounce her last name. I was, you know, I was, <clears throat> I was, I was playing Zaxxon. Were you? A great arcade game. Yeah. 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 Orthogonal graphics, the whole deal. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. And also Tempest. Tempest? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, Jill, <laughs> how are you doing? I'm kind of jealous of Zaxxon, actually. I, yeah. Isn't that great? Yeah. How, how about Star Fox? I was never a Star Fox fan. Fair enough. No. Tron, though. Tron? We got a Raspberry Pi. A friend of mine made us a Raspberry Pi game emulator. And uh, I had my uh, 18-year-old, who was not 18 at the time. He was like 16. Anyway, it doesn't matter how old he was. He was playing these games. He was playing Donkey Kong, the original Donkey Kong. And he was like rage quit four times because he didn't understand, yes, you only actually get three men, and you have to defeat the whole game with one man maybe three on one quarter and he just looked at me and he said I understand why you're so angry all the time because <laughs> our games were so ridiculously tough they were so hard yeah yeah. Spy Hunter was no joke and Ms. Robotron. Pac-Man oh Robotron 2084 also no joke Dig Dug <gasps> man games. I dug Dig Dug hey speaking of games what do you know what's coming up games mother's day there's that better on may 20th the most dangerous game on may 20th there's an event called rebels dungeon oh. and it is a dnd i don't know what you call these things extravaganza an extravaganza of dnd dungeons and dragons at the rebellion breweries tap house on its duty right yes yeah so that's uh, that's the thing that's coming up on may 20th 
Um, and so they're going to have like a bunch of teams, and they're going to be playing D and D in a tap house on a Sunday afternoon. Coming up, and I interviewed one of the organizers. That sounds delightful. Yeah, so I thought I'd play that now. Please, please. Okay, do. I will. Here it comes. Well, my name is Trevor Ledoux, and to be completely honest, this had never really been a huge idea for me. In fact, it was one of my colleagues, Jen's idea. She's the floor manager of the tap room at Rebellion. And we had been discussing it'd be great to build a community like D&D because for the most part, Dungeons & Dragons is a pretty secluded game. Like, no one really goes out to play it. It's not a big thing. Everyone plays in, like, the home setting. And I remember when I was a kid there would be Dungeons & Dragons tournaments all the time held by Apocalypse Games. They've been closed for years. So that kind of has taken away from a lot of the community of Dungeons & Dragons players in Regina. And after talking over a couple of beers, obviously, uh, that would be a great idea to kind of try and bring that back, but in a different setting, because with our local game stores, like we have comic readers right now, that's about it, and they're not really set up to do that D&D sort of thing. They're more card-based with their tournaments. So we decided to do it at Rebellion instead and try and promote two things at once, right? Like going out instead of staying home for Dungeons & Dragons. And also this way we can get other D- like D&D players at meeting other people and build that network and that community a little bit higher. Were they excited to be hosting a D&D event at their tap house? They were very leery at first because, uh, like you said, Dungeons & Dragons isn't really a... You don't think of Dungeons & Dragons and having pints for the most part. So at first they were extremely leery of letting us do this. But the first event we held, actually, uh, turned out quite successful. We had a sellout. We uh, packed, we actually packed Rebellion on a day that normally closed. And we had a lot of great feedback from it, so they were happy to do another one. So when somebody joins up, what can they expect? Well, what's going to happen is we're going to start around 12.30, I believe. And so everyone will get into their groups and their tables. And then I roll out and kind of just introduce, like, the campaign and like the ins and outs of it and like the basic storyline and background and then honestly they just play Dungeons and Dragons it's a pre-made campaign that I've come up with myself so it's nothing you can like find online or any major release and so they play the campaign it's set to last a few hours so it's still get a decent gameplay in and then at the very end well whenever he's done the campaign um, we've actually introduced a new thing where you can actually uh, PVPs so their characters can fight other characters for a point system and most but uh yeah, so more interaction within the community is what we're kind of trying to go for here. And to be honest, most D&D, a lot of D&D players are mainly in it for the, the fight scenes anyway. And, yeah, after that, we'll tally up the points, and the winners will be announced later on in the week, and Comic Readers has been gracious enough to donate a prize pack. How many people did you get out to your first event, and uh, what are you expecting for this one? Uh, our first event, we had 20 people, so that was uh, five teams of four. This year, we've changed a bit, so it's going to be teams of five instead to include more diversity in the group for each uh, gameplay. Hopefully this year, well, this time we're hopefully going to get around 25 to 30. And uh, if people want to sign up, how do they do that? So my email is on the poster. It's trevormagoo at gmail.com, all lowercase. And so just email me with your team name, uh, your name, name of your players, and your DM, and his, sorry, their email address. And then a couple of days before the tournament goes out, I'll be emailing the campaign out to the Dungeon Masters. They have time to actually go through it and do their game preparation. Oh, so you have to supply your own DM. Yes, but if you have, want to play and you can't find a DM, there are plenty of people. I have actually have one or two DMs that are waiting for a team. 
So email me regardless if you have a team or not and say you're interested and I can try and accommodate and put teams together, really. If you had to guess, how big would you say the D&D community is in Regina? Surprisingly big, actually, in the last few years, especially with, uh, from what I've been told, uh, the Big Bang Theory, when that came out and then all sorts of nerdy kind of habits were made cool, people started to actually be more open-minded to Dungeons & Dragons. So a lot of people that normally wouldn't have even considered it before have actually started playing and found it quite fun. I mean, the more I, the more I talk to other people, there are a lot of people that I that surprise me that they play D&D. So it's actually a much bigger community or group of people than you would originally expect. So how do other patrons at the Rebellion Tap House respond when they see this uh, this group of D&D players uh, show up there? Um, well, actually, we'll be doing it on a Sunday. So it will be a semi-closed event. Uh, customers will be able to come in and get growler refills or that sort of thing and buy off-sale. But it's not going to be on a normal day. It's on a Sunday when they're not normally open. So we won't be conflicting with other people and potentially weirding them out with their nerdy habits. So you've never had problems in the past with, say, a group of jocks showing up to uh, refill their growlers and then, uh, you know, giving all of you guys wedgies? <laughs> in high school, maybe, uh, but not recently. In fact, there's a lot of guys out there um, that you would look at and, like, instantaneously judge as a jock, right? But they actually play D&D or Magic the Gathering or Game of Thrones or Yu-Gi-Oh! even. It's... The whole community like of just like nerdy habits and games has really evolved and expanded over the last, I'd say, six, seven years and exploded to parameters that have we've never seen before. It's actually quite nice. Uh, so when I was young, uh, Dungeons & Dragons was an activity that was kept, you know, strictly in the basement, and you, you kept your nerdy shame in that basement. Um, how is it that uh, you guys are able to, like, Bring this out, this this uh, this hobby out into the light. Because we're sick of hanging out in the basements and being basement dwellers. I think that's one of the biggest things. I mean, that's one of the biz biggest stigmas about the game itself. It's that it's so nerdy, you have to keep it secret. And it's kind of ironic that the nerdiest game out there, you need to have friends to play. So I'm honestly, for me, it's just being more of yourself and not being afraid to be like have different interests than the vast majority of people and celebrate that fact. Great. Thanks for taking the time to talk to me. If people are looking for more information, where can they find that? Yep, there's a Facebook page Rebellion has made for it. So you just go to Rebellion's site and then do a quick search and you'll be able to find it. All right. That was my interview with Trevor Magoo about the big D&D &D Day, May, May 30th. 20th. May 20th. At Rebellion Pick Breweries. a date. Just pick a date and go. May 20th. Stick with and it. And as he said, it starts uh, early in the day and carries on to a later point in the day. <laughs> Until it is done. <laughs> Until it is done. Until you've got all your D&Ding out of your system. <laughs> your nerdy shame. Yeah. So, I don't know. Jillian, is this improving the Queen City? Oh, 100%. Yeah? 100%. How so? Because there's more stuff to do that isn't just drinking and sport not that there's anything wrong with drinking and sports i like drinking i like sports but it's also nice to have creative pursuits and yeah. the greatest thing about D, D is the creative storytelling and the group group storytelling yeah i agree yeah and anyways if you can make it out and, and rolling to save <laughs> you have to roll to save so many things exactly i always fail <laughs> <laughs> unless unless you're the dm in yeah. which case you always succeed no. Yeah. They I see hear. me they see me rolling, they saving. 
you know, <laughs> lets their will save. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyways. Uh, so, uh, so uh, diphthongs. Pro, con? Where, where are we at with diphthongs? Diphthongs? Diphthongs I, are calling, sexy. They are kind of. And I like calling them diphthongs because that's kind of the, how it's spelled. So yeah. It's also how you call them. Really? Yeah, it would be weird if you called them Harriet. Mm, good point. Harriet. That's a very good point. Yeah, Harriet the diphthong. Harriet the diphthong. I have an idea for a kid's book. <laughs> Let's hear it. <laughs> it's called Harriet the diphthong. <laughs> and Wait her brother, I, I George just, Schwa. Oh, nice. Nice. Thank you. I'm here all day. Because I can't get out. Like, where is the door? Yeah, then we don't, yeah it's, it's sealed up. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're here for the duration. It's okay. The time locks turn off or open up. I don't the believe you. I mean, you guys look pretty grizzled, so. Yeah. Okay. We were just thing. We're just a little too slow. Oh, fair. Okay. And, and we yeah. have a sense of duty, so we can't leave our posts. Yeah. Just, just because, look, the locks open up and allow us our freedom doesn't mean we can just, like, you know, abandon this place. Yeah. Speaking of duty, I have oh, to mention. Yes. <laughs> that we are the Queen City Improvement Bureau oh. on 91.3 FM CJTR Regina Community Radio. That's not where I thought you were going. No, no. I, thought, I thought you were going to do something else with, with the word duty. Yeah, no, okay. sorry. Right. Usually I would, I would, or I'd leave that to you. Oh, fine. Um, I wanted to talk about something else. Onomatopoeia? Uh, there was a council meeting oh. last week. There was. And some big stuff happened. We talked about some of the big stuff that already happened. Right, like... Uh, um, Continuing to use Office 365? Yes. Yeah. Big, big, yeah. big news. Not yeah. taking our recommendation to keep using WordStar and Lotus 1, 2, 3. Would not listen to us. Yeah. Where's yeah. the love for Lotus? I know. Yeah. But, uh, no, there was something else that happened. Uh, tattoo parlors are no longer going to be called tattoo parlors. They're going to be called what? Tattoo studios. Oh, I like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they passed a motion. Well, they passed a whole, like, change to a bylaw. Uh, apparently, you know how, like, people can open up, like, say, a nail studio in their home. Mm -hmm. and they can, Or a, a hair salon. And somebody can, like, come into their house and get their hair cut at a home-based business. You couldn't get tattoos in your house. Because they were in parlors. Right. But and now. parlors are untoward. Uh. But now they are called studios. So the city considers them A-OK. -okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So tattoo parlors are going to are now going to be included. It's, and it's going to be called tattoo application. And it's going to be considered a personal service, along with barbershops, estheticians, hairstylists, physiotherapy, complementary and alternative health, uh, electrolysis, and massage therapy. So all those things can be done out of a home-based business in residential neighborhoods. At the same time. At the same time. <laughs> By the same person. Yep. <laughs> you get your acupuncture done at the same right. time as your heel scraping. Yep. And your new tattoo. Your new tattoo, your haircut, your nails done yeah. all at once. Yep. Yeah. Autoclave. Or your money back. Yep. So um, this this is this is a thing that they were they were discussing and it was, you know, this possibility of tattoo studios, not parlors, in residential districts. There was a counselor with an objection. <gasps> Guess who? Oh, did is his name rhyme with Hobbockins? It does. Uh, yeah. Do you want to hear what he had I to say? I'd love to hear that. Um, Council Hawkins, do you want to close the bid? Yes, thank you. This is simple. 
do we want to increase the amount of commercial activities in residential areas? I don't think we do. I don't think the public's been consulted on this. I don't think this is an appropriate way to approach this question. This is a significant change. And while I have no problem with the application that's been made, I would have no problem with it being approved in some fashion, in some way. But what I object to is the opening up of the bylaw to increase commercial activities in residential zones. I think this is something that needs more study. I don't think this is something that should have been brought to council separately when a bylaw review is going on. I'd ask for concurrence in this. Okay, that was Councillor Bob Hawkins objecting to... He makes a good point. Like, what if you want to go to the convenience store to get a pint of milk, for example? As people have, like, you know, we've heard people talk about this before. And, like, they can't, like, get to the convenience store because there's nothing but cars, like, for people who parked there to go get their tattoos in a residential, nearby residential area. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. There is a catch. There's many, many, many different kinds of residential districts, zones. And so there are only, like, this would only be allowed in those residential zones in which home-based businesses are allowed. So it would mean that it's not going to be... It's not like the city is coming around to put a tattoo parlor in your living room. Every living room. Although, that was going to be my innovative revenue tool for today. I was going to say that's... That we should put tattoo parlors in every living room. Because tattoos are a growth business, it seems. Largely because... Because they're studios. Yeah. I have no tattoos. Maybe it's because there just hasn't been one conveniently located to where I live. What if you could, like, get your tattoos and nails and heels scraped and alternative health taken care of, like, from the comfort of your own home, like, say, while you sleep? Sign me up. Like, you don't even have to, like... Like, you go home, you want to watch, like, Game of Thrones and, you know, eat a, like, a taquito or two. But you don't want, like, all the other stuff. So you go to bed and when you wake up in the morning, you've got a full body sleeve and your nails are done and your alternative health is great. Your chakras are all aligned. Your chakras are aligned. Your homeopathies are filled up. Which is my understanding. To the brim with homeopathy. You're not diluted at all anymore. You're all filled up. Which is probably counter to homeopathy. But anyway. I'm sure it's just fine. I'm sure it's fine. It's all diluted. It's just got to be dilute. Yep, exactly. And maybe there's like a chiropractor still there, like, wrenching you around a bit. That's all right. You know, you roll with the punches. What a way to start the day. What a way. Yeah. Healthy and tatted. Yeah. You know, and I just want to, like, object to... Um, Councillor Hawkins saying it's clear we don't want more business in residential districts or zones. I do. I frankly do. I think we should have more business just about in general. I don't, I don't see the you know, Who doesn't want a coffee shop at every corner? I, I think he's named after Cheesies. Does a Hawkins Cheesies? Hawkins yeah. is the brand of Cheesies in Canada. There's really, really crunchy ones. Oh, I didn't mm-hmm. realize that. So I'm not... Maybe that's where he made his fortune. Right. Selling cheesies. He is the Hawkins cheesy magnet. Oh, my God. And he doesn't want his 
fortune threatened by charlatan it's, tattooists. Good point. Right. Who would like probably like have like those soft cheesy puffs? The cheesy puffs, yeah. yeah. You can't have that kind of competition. No. no. You know what I would do if I could get a tattoo? A Hawkins cheesy? No, I would get, you know how, like, when you eat cheesies, you get, like, that orange stuff all over your fingers? Yes, yes. I'm just going to get orange tattooed all over my fingers <laughs> so that I will always look like I've just been eating cheesies. That's and then everyone would want to shake your hand. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. I, I would get that. Actually, I would get yellow stains tattooed on my uh, index and forefinger and get a cigarette tattooed, like, on my cheek. Nice. So I look like I'm always enjoying a cigarette. You know what I'd really like to do? Is get like a full body tattoo of a younger me. <laughs> Over top of me. <laughs> and then I wouldn't need all health. That's true. Or chiropractic. Or I would get like a full body tattoo of me older, but looking really fit. So I have That's something to aim for. Yeah. 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 So like a like a like a buff sixty year old me. Yes, that's what I'm looking forward to. In ink. Yeah. I'd get a tattoo of both of you guys, full body. Really? One on each side, nice. yeah. yeah. Nice. Oh, then you could host the show. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Perfect. I love it. Yeah. I like that I'd idea. be like Two-Face. Yeah. Wait a minute, would be front and back or side to side? Yes. Okay. I feel like with four quadrants, there's really no limitation. That's right. true. Yeah. Yeah, you could even have a few guests tattooed on it. Indeed. You finally have quorum. <laughs> It'd just be me talking to my arm. Yeah. Yeah. And knee or whatever else. Yeah. Right. Good. I think this is a great idea. I think um, we should write this up and send it up to the sixth floor. We should. Yeah. Yeah. You okay with this? I'm good with diphthongs. So, yeah, okay. I, can, I can write that Tattoos. up. Right? Okay, good. Sweet. Thanks. We'd appreciate it because yeah. we're not really good at the writing. I can type. Oh, yeah? Nice. Yeah. What's your favorite diphthong? My favorite diphthong? Yes. Probably I'd have to say the PHTH diphthong that we Ooh, see in diphthong. Nice. Oh, yeah. I, I, I kind of enjoy the one in Encyclopedia. Pedia. Yeah. You know, it looks like Encyclopedia, but when you look at it in old-timey old like publications, Encyclopedia. So good. It's my favorite. That's the way it's supposed to look. Exactly. It's not old-timey. Yeah. yeah. It's ultra-modern. It's ultra-modern. It's the future. I'm going to get this tattooed on me. I'm going to get diphthongs tattooed all over my body. That's okay. it. I've decided. Uh, one last thing from the council meeting, and then the update is all done. Oh, dear. And so is the meeting. Oh. Yeah. Solar motion passed. The solar panel motion. Councillor O'Donnell, he was in here a few weeks ago to talk about it, to promote it. I thought it was going to get turned down. I thought, oh, they're going to say it costs too much money. <laughs> put solar panels on all our city business Let's have buildings. a committee to study it for five yeah. years. But no, that's not what happened. In wow. fact, it passed easily, it uh, unanimously, and with enthusiasm. Everybody was like quite excited to pass the motion. So that means that the administration now has a year and a half to investigate uh, whether or not it's feasible to put solar panels on top of buildings. Unfortunately, I was saddened that uh, an idea that uh, I, I've written about elsewhere to uh, use the Sandra Schmiller Center, which is getting mm -hmm. its roof re uh, redone, like completely redone next year, was not suggested as a possible um, uh, site for a test case, a uh, pilot project for this. Well, uh, looking outside right now, seeing how gray it is, it's yeah. clear that solar panels are a total, like, wash. Yeah, no, it's yeah. too bad. Yep. Yep. 
All right. Um, you know what? I think we're out of time. Where can people find you, Jillian? Uh, your Sask bookedness. Anywhere you find books, I'll be there. No, um, awesome. skbooks.com. Cool. Easiest place to find me. Right on. Wow. Nice. Okay. And with that, I think we have to, you know, got to call for an adjournment ish okay. thing. Are you moving for an adjournment? I'll move for an adjournment. Uh, who seconds this adjournment? Oh, I'll second that adjournment. Okay. Well, you're not. Okay. Well, well it'll it'll stand. All right. Then uh, motion is passed. Meeting is adjourned. You have been listening to the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 FM CJTR Regina Community Radio. Your hosts have been Paul Deschen and Aidan Morgan. Thanks so much to Jillian Bell from Sass Books for keeping us company for this past hour. And thanks to Ryan Hill, a.k.a. Guidewire, for supplying our super dope theme music as always. Um, you can find us on Twitter, Queen City IB, also on Facebook and on our website, queencityib.com. Remember, that stands for Improvement Bureau, not Irritable Bowel, as so many of you seem to think. Uh, coming up next, we have, uh, I believe, the Nerdcore Cabaret, followed by the cockpit with the pilot and the navigator. Uh, and then nothing more, just a bunch of music. Uh, we can be found 7 to 8 on Thursday nights, plus Monday mornings rebroadcast from 9 to 10 a.m. So if you're late to work, you can hear us driving in. That's all for now. Keep on improving.